It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, James Erpine, and it is great to be with you on this Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. It feels like Tuesday, but halfway through the week. A lot to get to on today's show. You can subscribe, as always, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. Also on Twitter, at James Erpine, at LockedOnReds. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. What we do is we talk Reds every single weekday here, and obviously the Reds struggling as of late. They've lost four of five. I'm James Rapine. I cover the Reds for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati, and there's a lot to get to on today's show. You're going to hear from Scooter Jeanette, who was the National League Player of the Week, coming up on about six minutes or so. The Reds, they take on the Diamondbacks today. It's a final in the final game of a three-game series, the, the Reds come in at 19-37, and 37, taking on the Diamondbacks now, who are two games above 500. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned because this is a big, big, big start for a guy like Sal Romano. Romano has struggled over his past three starts. Um, he's given up 18 earned runs, 22 hits, and 12 walks in 12 and two-thirds innings. He's not even averaging... Four innings a start, or just over four innings a start, excuse me. 22 hits, 12 walks. Think about that. Think about base runners-wise. That is 22 base runners plus 12. That's 34 base runners. Look at my math in 12 and two-thirds innings. And so he comes in today struggling a bit. But here's the thing. I'm going to put this in perspective. Yes, Sal Romano's struggling a bit and has struggled a bit in his last three outings. But prior to that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you how long he's went in games. And we can discuss it from that perspective. Because I think we look at the averages and we look at the past three starts and now, oh man, what is wrong with Sal Romano? By the way, he's 24 years old. But let's look at Sal Romano. In his last three games, he's been bad. Two and a third innings. Five innings. Five and, five and a third innings. But his first... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight starts of the season weren't bad. In fact, the majority of them were quite solid. Why would you want to move a guy down that to start the year, and he was a question mark, but to start the year, the Reds were four and four in games he started. He pitched 42 innings in eight games, gave up 18 earned runs in those 42 innings, 
17 walks, struck out 26, seven home runs, ERA of 3.83. His batting average, or the batting average he was letting opposing hitters hit was 238. So it was low. It wasn't like it was sky high or something crazy. 238. And then let's look at the last three games. That batting average, 373. The Reds are 0-3 in his starts. He's given up, like I said, 18 earned runs in 12 and two-thirds innings. I get it. He's struggling. I'm not pulling the plug. I'm not deviating from the plan much. I, heck, the, the, the Reds pitch, and, and by the time you hear this, they, we might already know. I think Sal Romano might have a very good start today, but even if he doesn't, unless there's something technically that it, with his delivery or his throwing motion, something that he needs to change, and that's why you think he needs to go down to AAA, there's no way I'm even considering moving him down. None. Zero. Zilch. No way. Why would you? Why would you? I said that with the wrong tone. Why would you do that? Homer Bailey's been dreadful for over a month. There's, not, there's no one saying that Bailey can't move from the bullpen back to the starting rotation at some point. There's no rule against that. But to me, obviously, you want to get a look at Anthony DiScofani. Sal Romano could be a part of the future. I remember saying on this podcast a couple weeks ago that I knew what I was going to get from Sal Romano, that we all knew what we were going to get from Sal Romano. And maybe it, it hasn't been the case the past couple outings. But overall, he's 24. Overall this year, he's pitched relatively well. Again, struggled the past three games. I get it. I mean, I, I get it. He's given up a ton of hits, 22 hits, a bunch of runs. Let's see if he can dig out of it. One of the more impressive things that uh, I saw with Romano earlier this year is he would get in trouble early and rebound. His first outing of the year, he did that. I remember he... He got in trouble early, and it was um, it was against Washington, I believe. And yeah, it was against Washington. I'm looking at it here, and he got in trouble early, rebounded, and only gave up three runs. Got in trouble early a couple times early on, and he was able to make it at least an okay start. Go five innings. Go six innings. So, do I expect him to go seven innings today? No, but I'm also not moving him to AAA unless there's something long-term that he needs to fix. If it's just he's getting hit around a little bit, okay, the league adjusted the Romano. Let's see how he adjusts back. I'm not going to destroy his confidence. By the way, Brandon Finnegan talked about it. Oh, I need to be in the majors. I can't believe I'm in AAA, et cetera, et cetera. Did you see those quotes? I'm going to put those up at LockedOnReds.com. I just don't want to give Brandon Finnegan the time of day because, well, let's be honest, he's in AAA because he struggled up here. But... Sal Romano has shown some signs of life up here. And just because he has a couple bad starts, I don't want the Reds to pull the plug and send him down to AAA. Now, again, technically, if there's something that he needs to fix, okay. But if that's not the case, there is no way I'm sending Sal Romano down versus putting Homer Bailey in the bullpen. And maybe you do both. Maybe you do. But to me, Romano stays up here regardless of what happens today, regardless of what he does in his start against Arizona. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com for every single podcast, articles, news, and so much more at LockedOnReds.com. Scooter Jeanette, player of the week in the National League, went 12 of 24. I talked about him yesterday on the podcast. He did an interview with MLB Network and... A future Reds manager 
Did you see what I just said there? Future Reds manager Joe Girardi in on this interview. This is about five minutes long, and it's Scooter Jeanette talking with the fellas at MLB Network. Hey, Scooter, congratulations. So, uh, yeah, you were Player of the Month last year. You were Clemente honoree, Player of the Week this week. You're running out of room at home for these trophies. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, it's Matt, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> sorry, Matt. No, I appreciate you. Butch, appreciate Butcher you. told me Mike. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, he got me back. That's him. That's Butcher. Hey, I want to ask you about the way the Reds are going right now, Scooter, because you're one of the guys with yourself, with uh, Eugenio, with Joey. Of course, this team can score runs. It feels like the lineup's starting to click a little bit for us on the outside. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Uh, we believe in each other. Uh, we know we can hit, and uh, our pitching's definitely, definitely heading in the right direction. They've been doing a good job as of late. I would say in the past three weeks, keeping us in a lot of ball games, and and uh, that's what it takes for for our bats to come around. Um, when they keep us in games, we, you know, we tend to scratch some runs and and uh, you know make it interesting. Whether we win or lose, we're we're in most of our games. Hey, Scooter Preston Wilson here. How's it going, man? Good, Preston. How you doing? Good. You've turned yourself into a tremendous hitter. In my career, I had to learn one thing. I had to learn what pitch to take or what pitch to lay off of. What pitch was it for you that you learned to take or not swing at to try to put yourself in a better position it's consistently at bat to a bat? Oh, man, I still swing at some bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing nowadays, these pitchers are so good. Um, you know, their their stuff's good. Their the, the way they they attack you is is good, and it's different every time. So for me, I try to keep it simple. And and if it looks like a strike, I'm gonna try to swing. Um, and I try to keep it that simple. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll swing at some some pitches I I shouldn't, but um, when they do throw me a strike or something to hit, um, I'm more on time rather than waiting for it to, uh, to look like a strike. Um, you know, I just out of the hand, if it looks like a strike, I'm swinging. And uh, you know, there's some times where, where it goes against me, but um, lately it's been working out pretty good. Scooter, congratulations, Joe Girardi. Um, in 2016, you hit 14 homers and almost 500 bats. Last year, about the same number at bats, 27. And now you're on pace to hit 30 or 35. What has been the biggest difference for you? Is, is it consistent playing time, even though you're getting the same amount of bats playing against lefties? What has helped you the most? I think a little bit of that. Uh, mostly in there every day, playing against lefties, righties uh, has definitely helped. It's, it's uh, a lot easier to stay in that groove. Um, but really, the, the past few years, uh, even the year I hit the 14 home runs, I've I've learned to just stay relaxed, keep my hands loose, not try to do too much. Um, so I think that's just a little bit of maturing as a hitter. And also uh, in the offseason, my workout routine, I've, I've changed a little bit. I'm working out with my cousin now, Brent, uh, at a later date or at a later time in the day uh, rather than the early workouts. It just wasn't for me. Um, and also our we got a good strength coach over here, Sean Marone. He, he knows what he's doing. So I just try to take advantage of all the resources and – and then when it comes game time, just just not try to do too much and let it happen. So, Scooter, we're, we're creeping up here in another week or 10 days or so on the one-year anniversary of your four-home run game. And now with the perspective you've had, a, a year's worth of baseball since that great night for you, 
Are you able to say one way or another that that was uh, something that helped you, that just happened, or that kind of slowed you down for a few days afterwards? Because you hear a lot of people saying, boy, a three or four home run game for this guy might be the worst thing to happen to him. You know what I'm talking about? What's your perspective on that event now a year later? Oh, man, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me, when it happened, it was it was uh, it was a little surreal. Um, you know, I was like, wow, did I really do that? You know, a guy like me that at the time, I think I only had like three home runs going into that game um, to be able to do that at home, you know, in front of family, friends, uh, you know, the home fans in Cincy was was amazing. And and to be honest, I I after the game, I, I was pretty even, pretty chill, and, and didn't think too much into it. Uh, I think it took me a little a little bit to hit another homer, but, um, you know, I just looked at it as, as one of those days where, you know, the, uh, everything kind of lined up, you know, and, and all that hard work, uh, you know, showed itself four at-bats in a row. Um, I, I want to say lucky, uh, but I think anybody, you know, at this level, any hitter can hit a home run, and you know, baseball works out crazy sometimes and ended up being four in a row. But, um, you know, I know what you're talking about, kind of like they talk about guys that go to the home run derby and then they, you know, might try to do too much or lose their swing. Um, but I don't think that happened too much with me. And I think the biggest reason was I didn't look too much into it. I, I realized that I'm not going to hit a home run every at bat and probably end up going over the next day. You know, that's just how baseball is. So, I try to keep my uh, my expectations, you know, around where they should be and not not too high. I love at the beginning of that that he called him Mike. That was hilarious. Uh, the other thing that stands out is Joe Girardi, and Joe Girardi talking with Scooter Jeanette. And obviously, we've talked about the scenario where Scooter Jeanette came out by the way and said he didn't want to be traded, which um, is interesting. I, by the way, I'm going to put that as long as I can embed it. I'm going to take that video and put it on the website at uh, lockedonreds.com, but. To me, Joe Girardi, maybe he does want to manage. Maybe he wants to come here next year. Maybe he manages Scooter Jeanette. How funny would that be looking back at it, you know, five months, six months from now when the Reds name a new manager and uh, if it could potentially be Joe Girardi. One thing that I thought was interesting, Devin Mezzarocco has hit the ball well for the Mets. I mean, really well, especially, uh, especially recently. And Mezzarocco has uh, five home runs, 12 hits, 10 RBIs in 15 games with the Mets. And a lot of those home runs, four of them coming in the eighth inning or later in the past, I think it's 10 games. Uh, I might be wrong on the games, Mark, but everything else I think is accurate. And the thing that he mentions is the hitting coach. And he, he attributes a lot of it to the New York Mets hitting coach. And I just wonder how deep the Reds' issues go. Barry Larkin has talked about the inner workings of this organization in interviews. And he's talked about how things need to improve if he's going to be the manager, things he would want to overhaul. And I wonder, first you have this. The other day, Johnny Bench tweets out about Homer Bailey's mechanics. What's up with these coaches? What's up with the development system? And it's not, I'm not the first one to question this, but how good are the Reds coaches? At the minor league level, because that's where it matters. The the habits, the developments, all of that stuff, that matters then. Getting the, the right proper technique and stuff, and stuff like that. Now, Jesse Winker can't play in the outfield. The outfield ain't that hard, man. It's not. I mean, there's basic fundamentals to it, sure. And, and not everyone's going to be Billy Hamilton. Absolutely. But 
usually, oh, fly ball, you know, the, the common fundamentals from Little League. Take a step back because you can always run forward, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I just wonder what these coaches, the techniques, the development, if they're going to have to completely overhaul things. Minor leagues on up. Minor leagues, the development side is so vital, so important. And uh, th- this clip from Barry Larkin, it stands out to me. Here's Barry. There's more work to be done, in my opinion, and hopefully I can be part of helping that work get yeah. done. And then at that point, if there's an opportunity, because I don't want to assume, yeah. and they think I'm the right person for the job, then at that particular point I would, I would certainly look at be a little more accepting if you will I'm not really sure how to praise it surely certainly appreciative of that opportunity but more ready I only want to be in Cincinnati I mean you know if if there weren't opportunities for me in Cincinnati and there were opportunities elsewhere in baseball I mean I managed in Brazil Mm -hmm. as not a competitor Uh, however you know if there's other opportunities the I would exhaust every opportunity with Cincinnati before I would decide to go anywhere. That was Barry Larkin in the beginning. There's more work to be done. That's not the only comment he's made about that. I just, I wonder how deep the Reds' issues are. And I know he talked about managing in Cincinnati, and that's not what this is. This is a grassroots thing. And I'll get Doug Grave, RedsMinorLeagues.com. I wonder how the development is going. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it in between? I mean, right now, I mean, on the field, it's not showing. And you look at guys like Homer Bailey, struggling, but he's proven that he can be competent in this league. Devin Mezzarocco, naturally, both have been injured. They're a show of what they once were, but you wonder if it's a mechanics thing, if it's a teaching thing, if it's a developmental thing. Maybe that's why the Reds did move on from pitching coach while they did, and I forget his name, but the pitching coach while they... Uh, also moved on from Brian Price when they did that. But you just wonder if there are issues deeper than what we see as fans, as media. Have to get Doug Gray on RedsMinorLeagues.com to discuss that. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked on Reds podcast. Uh, A lot to get to. By the way, that video, by the time you hear this, should be up at LockedOnReds.com if you want to watch Scooter Jeanette. He's wearing some cool gear, by the way. I want the shirt he's wearing in the video. Uh, after he was named National League Player of the Week. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And wherever you get your podcasts, also check out LockedOnReds.com. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.